Hello and welcome to the Atomic Kingdom Podcast. My name is Dave. Joining me tonight is JD. Hello everyone. JD, we are in the midst of summer. It's almost July, or actually it is July. Uh, and 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 things things are getting hot outside. Things are heating up. Yeah, actually heating up hot. It's been like six, 69 degrees here the past couple of days. It's been glorious. <laughs> are you serious? Like it was I think it was 95 the other day and it rained and you could oh. see steam coming from the asphalt. I the hate steam. Yeah, I hate the sunny hot rain. I hate that. But I love rain. Yeah. But so it's when it's sunny and hot, I ugh, forget it. I know, right? Uh but you don't want to talk we don't want to hear us talk about weather. Uh <laughs> tonight on the podcast we have returning guest Joe Isma. If you don't know who Joe is, we're going to tell you. And uh, he is the co-creator and main artist for Morning Glories. And so much more, which you'll hear in the intro. So he's here to talk about Morning Glories number 50, which comes out on July 13th. Go to your brick-and-mortar comic book store. Go right in. Grab a copy. Get a hard copy. Don't get the digital copy. Don't order it on Amazon. Go to your, go support your local comic book store. Get a copy and help support this book because I want many more issues to come. And if you have never read Morning Glories, it's okay to listen to this podcast. I think JD would agree it wasn't super spoilery. Uh, yeah, in fact, I'm I, far behind and I didn't get anything. Like I, it was all yeah. saved. None of the, none of the stories was ruined. No character deaths were told. We kind of he teased that what happens in fifty for people that know in a way that doesn't ruin it for people that are behind, like JD or anybody that hasn't read it yet. Uh, so feel free to listen. Maybe this conversation will get you hooked, and you'll want to go back and read it. I highly recommend this book. JD highly recommends this. book. I don't mean to speak for him, but I'm assuming he would. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's one of my favorite comic books in recent history, so please do yourself a favor and read it. It's like your favorite binge-worthy show. Once it comes on Netflix, you're going to sit down and watch all 13 episodes. Absolutely. So, <laughs> all right. Enough talking from us. Here is our interview with Joe Eisma. All right, joining us tonight is the co-creator and artist for Morning Glories. Not just artist, but the primary artist. You drew all 50 issues. Uh, he's an artist for Big Trouble in Little China from Boom Studios. He did a special cover art for uh, the convention variant of issue number one of IDW's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Casey and April book, which I wish I could get my hands on. Uh, he drew a few pages in Flash, I think, issues 50 and 51. I think there's two of them. Yeah. Uh, with a story based all around the New 52 version of Wally West. Uh, he's Eisner nominated, New York Times bestseller, works with DC, Vertical, Valiant, Boom, IDW, and Image. One of my personal favorite artists, and if I could afford it, I'd be buying commissions every day. Uh, his name is Joe Eisma. Joe, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks, Dave. That's probably like the best intro I've ever gotten. <laughs> I worked hard on that one. <laughs> uh, and and you're you're a second second time guest, so this is Joe Eisma, the sequel. Yeah. Uh, search for more money. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got it's got a two point Right, got to have that subtitle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we had a blast the first time, and I enjoy following your tweets uh, on on Twitter. And well, thanks. And JD became uh, an, a Morning Glories addict based on that show. He wasn't on that show that time, but mm-hmm. that's awesome. I was, yeah. It really got me into the world of Morning Glories, and I'm thankful for it. 
Man, I'm so glad. That's 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 really cool. Yeah, it's it's been a bit, man, hasn't it? I mean, like I, I can't remember. Like it was a while ago that I was on the show last time, right? Uh, almost two years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Pretty, pretty close. So yeah, uh, it's been cool. I mean, we had you on the show, and then like shortly after, we had Van Jensen, and then you guys worked together. It was pretty I awesome. Know, right? uh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I met Van at a Heroes Con in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. Years and years ago, and it was just one of those things, you know. We just met and hung out, and we both kind of had a mutual, like, admiration for each other. You know, he was, like, at that time, not even with Valiant or DC. He had done the Pinocchio Vampire Slayer book. And um, I was like, I was like, man, I wish I had thought of that, you know? (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, um, so, but yeah, like, he actually just emailed me earlier this year to see about working on The Flash, and it was just, like, out of the blue. And it was just one of those things, it's like... You know, everybody talks about breaking into comics and everything. Like, no two ways are the same. Where you're, you know, getting to work at Marvel or DC, it's like no two routes are the same. And it's just, it was true. I mean, like this, you know, Van and I met years ago, and you know, years later, ended up, you know, he ended up giving, getting me my first DC work. So yeah, it's weird. <laughs> that, that's awesome. And and since we're we're talking DC, I have to ask. Uh, sure. I have the two issues that you uh-huh. you, you drew. Loved loved the art. Of course, I love the artwork. Love the story. Um, any, anything you can tell us? Are you going to be working on anything post rebirth or? Yeah, there's, uh, I was actually just talking with uh, my editor there last week. Um, there's some stuff I can't really talk about, but yeah, the, I mean, I'm not done at DC. I'll say nice. that much. So, um, yeah, and I'm pretty excited about doing something, you know, for the rebirth, um, uh, this time around. Cause I mean, they, uh, you know, I, I got to be, I got to kind of come in there in the last bit of the, the new 52 and then, I was like, okay, they're going to do rebirth, and you know that'll be it. I won't; they won't need me anymore. But you know, from you know everything that I understand, like things are you know still happening. So um, yeah, it might be a little bit down the road, but yeah, there's there's definitely some more DC stuff for me. That's that's awesome. That's good to hear. Um, what's the experience like working at DC as opposed to being on your own book with image or all the, the millions of other companies that you've worked for already? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I was uh, talking about this with somebody the other day and it's, uh, what, what's weird is like, okay, when we started morning glories, we started at the shadow line imprint mm-hmm. and image. And, you know, we had, we worked with an editor for the first 19 issues. And after, I think it was starting with issue 20, we moved to image central. So we were just, part of image we weren't part of the shadow line imprint anymore so we didn't have an editor so ever since issue 20 we haven't had an editor and um it's both a good and a bad thing you know i think it's uh, not having an editor is always more of a uh, an attractive thing for writers that way they don't have to like you know you know the uh, consult with anybody else or answer to anybody else they're just you know they're free to do whatever and for for me at least you know like having spent the majority of my career working without an editor, working with editors is actually really refreshing. Um, I worked with uh, Amadeo Totoro and Brian Cunningham at DC mm-hmm. on The Flash, and they were just amazing. I mean, you know, start to finish. I mean, it's like, you know, a lot of times, you know, you get these gigs and you're not always, you know, up to date as to the current continuity on things. And, you know, the, you know, most editors will send you reference. You know, so I've had some books where some re- editors didn't, you know, and I kind of had to find mm-hmm. my own reference, but like, like Amadeo was just like right on it, right off the bat. I mean, he sent me like the most copious amount of reference for every character, like <laughs> remotely interest or written in the script, you know. Uh, and it was really thorough, really good, and you know, great feedback from those guys. And so it's it's just a study in contrast, you know, for for where I am now. 
I kind of prefer it. I kind of prefer working with editors uh, just because, you know, it's, it's so nice, you know, to, to do that after spending so long on the other side of the equation. So. Okay. That's cool. I, yeah, I was going to ask, like, how is that jumping in a book that's already 50 issues in? Yeah. And then maybe, maybe you haven't had time to keep up with that particular book and, you know, having to, having to dig into that storyline and see where this version of Wally is. And yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I had no idea uh, the New 52 version of Wally West was black. I mean, I know that's terrible. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I hadn't kept up with the series, you know. Sure. Um, but, I mean, I've always, you know, just been a sucker for The Flash. I just, you know, never I, – I started watching the show uh, when it first came on, and then I kind of fell off because I just ran out of time to watch it. So I kept, you know, backlogging episodes on my, my DVR. But, um, you know, so when I finally got back when – I, when I was – you know, when I got The Flash gig, I was like, all right, this is a sign. I really need to, like, get back into, like, The Flash proper and everything <laughs> and, like, burn through all of season one. And the beginning of season two of the TV show, which, I mean, I just love, it's probably like one of my favorite comic shows out there now, uh, that and Supergirl and now Preacher too. I'm really digging Preacher, but, um, but that has nothing to do with the comics. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but like I've gone, I, but in addition to like watching the show, like I went back and like, you know, reread like Flashpoint and, um, uh, just bought a whole bunch of trades and stuff and just really just kind of immersed myself back in that world. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was fun. It was, it was a nice change from, you know, drawing teens doing maliciously evil things to each other, you know? <laughs> where, yeah. You're still kind of in a high school setting at least. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's weird. Like, you know, uh, some people worry about being like, I guess, typecast as an artist or whatever. And everybody's like, you know, Joe Ezra draws like you know like teen characters really good and like you know I'll get people come up to me at commission or you know at conventions getting commissions and they'll be like you know you're probably tired of drawing like teen characters I'm like well you know not really I mean um, <laughs> it's like if it's if you find a, a, a niche you know you kind of you know I mean unless you know you're a complete egomaniac which I'm only kind of partially but. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's like, then, you know, I'm fine with it. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, I like it. Like, some of my favorite thing, books growing up, like, one of my favorite comics growing up was New Mutants. And, yeah. I mean, it was, like, like an all-teen cast. So, and Teen Titans as well. So, it's like, you know, it, it's just, I don't know. I, I kind of, uh, you know, that, that that stuff is more interesting to me. See, seeing your Patreon account, I really kind of hope you're working on Teen Titans. Because you, <laughs> you got some good good pictures Ooh. of them out there. Oh, uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, that, that was actually, I... Uh, I have the other thing I do for uh, in addition to comics is I do uh, graphic design for an esports company, and um, you know during my lunch break uh, I'll just get my tablet out and I'll draw, and you know I'll look for stuff to draw and like uh, they, DC had just released all the character sketches for the designs for the Rebirth mm-hmm. and the, the latest batch just happened to be that particular week was just Teen Titans so I just like I'm going to draw all of the Teen Titans or the new designs because like I, I really liked them and I, I wanted to take a you know take a shot at it and yeah there's always that kind of inclination for artists it's like you know everything every piece is almost kind of like an audition in a way sure you know it's like see look what I can do <laughs> <laughs> right I one of my favorites you did when they when uh, they announced the Rebirth stuff you did uh, the Jessica Cruz Green Lantern Oh yeah, thanks. And I'm I don't know why, but I'm so into that character right now. What they did with it yeah. bef- before in the Dark Side War and everything, and this yeah. new, this new you know a female human Green Lantern. I thought it was a cool idea. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like I had never even heard of her before, but you know, I know I know Sam really well. Sam, uh, you know, Humphrey's the writer. Like he and I have known each other for several years, and I've I've been after him to do a creator own book with me. <laughs> uh, I've done some 
you know, fill-ins. I did a fill-in on his series at Boom. Um, but like, you know, we, we haven't been able to connect on a creator owned yet, but you know, I, I want to work with him regardless on pretty much anything just cause I'm a fan. Yeah. But, um, so when I heard he was doing the green lanterns, you know, I, I read about it. I'm like, okay, this, this actually sounds pretty cool. So I, and I have one of Simon that I need to finish cause I mean, you know, they're, they're paired yeah, together. Right. So like, I know I need to, I should have had Simon in that pick, but <laughs> I was like, you know, I, I felt much better about Jessica the drawings. I was like, I'll post that one. I'll do. I'll post Simon later. But yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm going to transition to Morning Glory soon. I promise. Uh, with, <laughs> no, it's with, good, man. with the digital like artwork, like on the on the tablet. How long does that take you to do like a sketch like that? Oh, not at all. Not long at all. I mean, like if it's if it's just you know like a like the Teen Titans ones, like mm-hmm. you know, kind of chest up. Like I could draw that, like just line work and like. 20 30 minutes sure you know? um doing adding color would probably especially if it's just a that kind of a shot i mean that would probably take an hour maybe a little bit more um you know the the torso characters that takes a couple of hours and you know it, it's funny to me too because you know in addition to just you know drawing comics on the regular and and then doing this graphic design stuff as well. And then I'm, you know, I'm uh, here at home sometimes with with my kids. I got two boys, and so I don't get like extended periods of time to draw. Yeah. So like, it's like I'll draw something. Like people are like, "How long does it take you to to do a page?" I'm like, like total or like you know how like cumulatively? Because like I haven't been able to sit down like and like spend an entire day drawing a page and like since before my kids were born, you know. <laughs> right. But um but you know so like I'll like with Jessica Cruz, that was one that you know I started, then I went you know did something and then come back and then you know you get you get taken away again and you have to go to do this, you gotta take the kids to swim lessons and whatever. It's like uh so I mean it's not bad, but I'm just saying like I don't you know it's 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 never a time where I can just sit and like you know lose myself in a piece anymore. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's we can come back to this kind of stuff. I want to jump into the morning glory. Sure. I know JD is probably chopping at the bit too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's... JD's admittedly a little behind. He hasn't caught up uh, yet. So we'll we'll be all right. I'm I reread forty nine again today because well plus fifty is coming. I had to get ready for it yeah. and blew my mind again. Uh, I, I love issue 49 because every so, so much happens and you're just like, what is happening? And then you get to that last panel and you're like, oh, all right. I, I, I love I, number 50. <laughs> I, I can't wait. Uh, do you know? Well, I think you, you do. It's coming out soon. How many pages yeah. is that one? That one is a total of 64 pages. Ooh, all right. So, yeah. That's a big um, one. <laughs> I know. And, you know, I, I have to like right off the bat apologize for like the lengthy delay on that issue. I mean, uh, forty nine I think came out in November. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, for me, you know, it's embarrassing as a creator when a book is late. And when a book is that late, I mean, it's like mortifying, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna point fingers or anything, but I mean, I mean, we we everybody is kind of aware right now that Nick is you know sullying an American icon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so he, he's been a little preoccupied. I, I have really, I really have no opinion on that. <laughs> but, ah, uh, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you about that yeah. whole situation. I know, granted, <laughs> it, it's not your book, yeah, uh, and you have nothing to do with it. But you work with Nick, not not so much where you stand on it, but yeah. like just the outcry. I thought was insane. Yeah, well, I mean, and I hate. I mean, I know we keep getting like off topic here, but yeah. I mean, to, just to touch on that, you know, I do agree that uh, there was a lot of ridiculousness uh in terms of the reactions to that mm-hmm. i mean you, honestly it's one issue uh you can't you know judge an entire story arc based on one issue 
Uh, I think, you know, today, the day we're recording this, you know, the second issue has come out and, you know, now he's been called a liar and yeah, exactly. So it's like, and, and, and the funny thing to me is, you know, yes, I've known Nick for a long time. I've known Nick since, uh, let's see, seven years now. So we started Morning Glories in uh, June uh, 2009, actually. So, um, yeah, it's been a while. doesn't so, feel like that long. Yeah, I know. But it, it's – so I know Nick. I mean, we're, you know, uh, having – you know, uh, worked with him this long, and I know he loves the attention. He is loving all this stuff. And if nobody, yeah, if nobody's reacted, he would have like just been crushed. Mm-hmm. So you know, he loves his. I think his poor wife probably got a little bit put off by the death threats. Yeah, um, but oh my god, yeah, I don't think that bothered him honestly. Uh, <laughs> well, they, 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 I, the craziest thing, like it's clickbait, it's a publicity stunt, and I'm like, it's entertainment. It should, like, you're talking yeah. about it. It worked. Well, you know, it, it always cracks me up because, you know, DC and Marvel get this a lot. You know, people complain about them like, you know, like nothing ever changes. Nothing's ever, right. you know, there's no character development. And then they do something like this and then all of a sudden it's just a stunt, you yeah. know. Yeah. And it's like, well, they're trying to do something different. You know? They're giving you what you want and you don't like it because it's not the same. I know. And, it's well, infuriating. Uh, yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you, since you're in the business and you would know, like, because people's big thing now is well they changed the story because of all the negative outcry like they completely <laughs> changed everything like to me yes. that's absurd there's no way they changed the story because of all this outcry and you would know i mean it probably takes more than a month to to get the writers the artists the anchors the cover artists the editors to yeah. to redo everything when the issue comes out 30 days later yeah exactly i mean like, and th- that was the big thing today because everybody every creator i know uh, reposted that Paste Magazine story about how Marvel like backtracked the story based on the fan, you know, outcry. And I'm like, that could not be further from the truth. Right. There's yeah. no way they could have done that. I mean, like, you know, everybody talks about how fast of an artist Mark Bagley is, mm-hmm. and not even Mark Bagley is that fast. <laughs> you know, it's 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 like I don't know. I just laugh at it because, like, you know. And then I see like these ridiculous posts from people. They're like, you know, like I, I actually talked to people that actually really thought that you know computers put comics together. And I'm like, are you kidding? What? <laughs> like, are you drag kidding? and drop? Uh. <laughs> yeah, like that's just no, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, they, you know, Nick, they they planned this out. I mean, like you know, by the time the reaction for the first issue, you know, hit, they were probably you know sending issue two to the printer. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and into issue three. So if they, if there was going to be a massive backtrack, you know, it would be an issue three. But I mean, they're not going to do that because I mean, they've they've already got this story approved and they're going to run with it. So I mean, you know. I, I I like Captain America. The movies have made me like him more, and mm-hmm. I would never have bought this book if not for this big outcry. And then yeah. I picked it up to see what it was about, and I'm like, well, cool. Let's see where it goes. Yeah, it's yeah funny. it did its job. It got a yeah. lot of people interested when people didn't really care at first. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, honestly, you know, okay, people do talk about Captain America a lot more I mean, because, you know, the movies and everything. But, you know, as to the comics character, I mean, like, you know, he's just been kind of there. And, you know, they really – they this was a pretty smart move by Nick. I mean, like, you can say what you want about him, but he's a pretty savvy dude when it comes <laughs> to, like, you know, stirring the pot, you know. And I've loved Astonishing Ant-Man. Like, he's done a great yeah. job with the book, again, with a character, personally, I just didn't care about. Uh-huh. So, all right, yeah. well, well, let's talk about Morning Glories, because okay. that's, that's, that's more important. Sure. Uh, okay, so issue 50 is coming July 13th. Uh, yeah. I'll going to go get it first in line or something. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going <laughs> to get it, though. Uh, cool. is, this is... 
technically, quote unquote, the series finale. Yeah, I mean, in in many ways, like it, like Nick gets a little skittish when it gets put that way. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, well, what it is is like you know we we've you know the biggest conceit of the series you know that Nick likes to he likes to categorize things is you know we we divide the book into seasons. So mm-hmm. season one ended mm-hmm. at issue twenty five. So naturally, season two is going to end at issue fifty. Um, so that's you know the big deal. Season two ends at number fifty, but. I mean, Morning Glories, you know, Volume One, the series itself ends at number fifty. So, the the next plan is to come back with a new number one uh, in a new series called Morning Glories Summer Vacation. The context of which will make sense after you read issue fifty. <laughs> okay. Because um, okay. there's there's really no vacation for these kids. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's just you know, it's one of those things. You know, like. We we were pretty ambitious when we started out, and Nick, you know, that's part of the reason what kind of attracted me to working with Nick was the ambition he had. You know, he's like, I can't tell this story in, you know, uh, a ten issue series, or whatever. It's got to be an ongoing, and I, I like the sound of that. You know, to my my burgeoning comic creator, you know, uh, <laughs> self, it was like, you know, that sounds like steady work. Okay, yeah. So um, that's been great, but like the problem is, you know, it's just the nature of our, our narrative. You know, it's, it's a really dense story and I hear this all the time at conventions, you know, people like, Oh, I'm so lost, you know, and like, there's so much going on and blah, 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 you know? And I'm like, I get it. I totally understand. And, um, you know, some people prefer reading it in trade. That's totally fine. I get it. There's lots of books that I read only in trade Mm -hmm. and this won't affect our trade number. So it's not going to be like, we're like when issue 50 comes out, that's going to get collected with the uh, I forget however many issues before that, and that'll be volume ten. Um, whenever the trade of Morning Glory's Summer Vacation uh, gets collected, that'll be trade eleven. So the trade oh, number, okay, like, yeah, it'll just be like the actual singles because like it's weird, like you know, Walking Dead can go up there and be like issue one fifty, and you know it's fine. I mean, you could, I mean, I stopped reading Walking Dead with issue one hundred. And I could go into a store, pick up whatever issue they're on right now, and probably still follow it. Sure, that's that's the nature of that story. With ours, it's just like there's so many different, you know, you know, elements to it that, like I said, it's so much more dense. And I'm not knocking Walking Dead. I mean, it's a great series, um, but this book is does not lend itself to just you know pick up you know issue number 34 and you'll be able to pit, follow everything. You know, it, it kind of does you know necessitate starting at the beginning. So um, like, it's I. When my friends ask, I'm always like, Morning Glories is like the comic book version of Lost. Yeah. Like, it's so dense and so wonderful, but you have to stick with it and you have to actually pay yeah. attention to what's happening. Yeah, that, that's fair. I mean, like, I mean, that's that's exactly what we, we were going for. Because, I mean, Nick and I are both huge fans of Lost. So, um, we were pretty, you know, blatant about wearing that influence on our sleeves, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, it's, it's one of those things. And, and you know, we, we have like the readers that are pretty dedicated. I mean, like we have our, um, we have this incredible fan base, you know, that's kind of mostly centered around Tumblr and they're doing like a reread now, uh, before, you know, issue 50 hits. And then I, I, I saw the post and they've like scheduled it by, you know, days, like, <laughs> like June 28th, we're going to read volume one and then June 30th, we're going to read volume two. And then so forth and so forth. I mean, they broke it down and they're, they're posting their thoughts as they go and everything. And it's, it's amazing to me, but it's also like, man, we have a lot of stuff. <laughs> that it's funny. Cause one of the Twitter accounts that, you know, we opened this up to people to ask questions for you. And one of them is 14 yeah. days till MG 50. So I'm assuming yeah, yeah. he changes his name every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. That, that is, uh, that is, uh, Gwen who I've met at a convention, uh, in California before she's an, uh, also at New York comic con. She's amazing. She's like, 
I kind of see her as sort of like the um, the heart of the Tumblr slash Twitter Morning Glories fans. And uh, it's just so funny to me. Like, she's like, you know, her question was like, you know, what was it? Something like, you know, God, do you enjoy torturing the readers or something like that? Do you enjoy making people suffer for mm, a living? That's what it was, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. And like, she asks that, I think at least like every time she sees Nick and I at a convention. So, that, I mean. Well, that, what is that like? Like, because you have these dedicated fans that are on Tumblr yeah. and, and on, on your Twitter and everything like that. And then you're uh, putting names to faces when you go to the conventions. Do you, do you, re- you recognize that right away? Like, oh, you're this Tumblr user. Uh, sometimes it takes a little while. Um, you know, like they'll introduce themselves. You know, like, uh, we've been really fortunate the past couple of years. I don't think we're going to do it this year. But the past couple of New York Comic Cons, we've had a panel, a Morning Glories panel. And it's it's always been really well attended. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, we've met a lot of our, our online fans through them. They'll be like, Hey, you know, I'm so-and-so and, uh, they'll, you know, they'll have a question or whatever. And, um, it's just, it's, it's really cool. It's, it's, you know, and, and it's really fun and it's just like, it just blows my mind that, you know, that there is this dedication out there. If you, if you ever, ever need a moderator at one of those panels, um, so, me and JD got nothing going on. Nice. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Well, I take you up on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta. You're, you're at conventions all the time, but none of them come up towards Wisconsin. So I gotta, I gotta try to track you down. I know. You know, actually, I just got uh, an invite not too long ago for a show like in that area. But they, um, you know, we were tentatively working things out, and then they uh, their budget ran out, and so they oh. couldn't they couldn't bring oh. me out to the show. So I was really bummed about that. But were you at the Motor City Comic Con this year? No, not this year. I was there last year. Okay. Got it. I mean, I, I remember Dave wanted me to do a commission for you last year, but I couldn't find you last year because <laughs> wow. that's when I started reading Morning Glories, like right around that time. And I was like, oh, I have to meet him. I have to do it. <laughs> plus, plus, JD probably would have been way too nervous to come up to you. No. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I don't bite. <laughs> uh, speaking of like the, the Tumblr and the fan base, like sure. uh, seeing you retweet people's like first experience in the world of making Morning Glories <laughs> – that's got to yeah. be exciting to see the people discovering your work and then being so enthusiastic and hungry for it or frustra- frustrated at how lost they are. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I love, I love that people are still – I mean, like, you know, like I said, Nick and I developed this, you know, seven years ago now, I think. And, you know, and we came out in August 2010, so we've been published for six years. Um, you know, just to see people still discovering it for the first time and everything, it, it's great. And, I, I you know, it, it's amazing to me because – the stuff that I did before Morning Glories, you know, of course, no one ever saw it and no one ever discovers it. I mean, unless, like, very rarely. Sometimes somebody will be funny and tweet at me, like, a, a picture they found my first comic, and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to retweet this because it's embarrassing. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, but I, I do love the fact that people can still discover Morning Glories and that, you know, we can make new fans out of it. And then, you know, just to kind of occasionally like see their their progress as they if they tweet about it some more you know as they get further along into the series and kind of see the kind of the highs and lows they get with it like this is great uh, <laughs> I it. it's the worst i love it you know it's it's awesome yeah absolutely even within like the because i buy morning glories and trades because i'm mm-hmm. a big trade guy uh-huh. like even the first issue in a trade i was just like oh my god i can't do this i was like in a car and i just put it down <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not emotionally ready right now. 
Yeah. Uh, it was great because my brother was staying. He lives in Boston. He was staying with me for a few months. And then when he was leaving, I said, here, this is for the plane. I gave him the first three trades and nice. he, he burned through them on that one player plane ride. <laughs> like, that is awesome. Like, yeah, oh, I, cool. I just have to get him more now because he's broke and he needs help. So I have, I have to send him my trades. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, like tell him to come and see me. I'll be at Boston Comic Con in August. Tell him to come. I'll sign him for it. Oh, yeah, I definitely oh. will. That'll be awesome. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. So, issue fifty. What can you what can you tease? What can you what do you get people ready for? Well, you know, we uh, it's funny. Like you know, season one, we kind of got uh, really heavy into like the overall mythology of the series, and you know, there's a lot of mysticism. There was Tower of Babel and all this crazy time travel stuff. And so I think one of the, the crits we got was, you know, like, this is supposed to be at a school. So Nick kind of took that <laughs> to heart. So, like, season two, is, yeah, it's really been rooted at the school. And um, and that, that's a good and a bad thing. I mean, I feel like, I mean, you may, you, from following me on Twitter, you may know how much I hate drawing desks. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> um, so, and, you know, like, there's a lot more crowds, but, you know, that's fine, whatever. But, you know, we, we've got, like, some major things going on right now. We've got, like, the, the class president. Uh, school election or whatever going on, Tower Ball tournament and uh, science fair, and um, I'm trying to think what else. There's probably one other plot line. I don't know. It's you know, it, it's the- yeah, <laughs> it's all hitting off. <laughs> but anyway, so I was like, about to say, yeah. If if anyone was reading this conversation and didn't have any idea about Morning Glories, they'd be like, yeah. oh, this is awful. Why would I want to read a comic <laughs> yeah, book about no, right, science right. fair? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, like what that means, it's like you know, that sounds kind of boring, but it's the the morning glorious version of it. So that means that there's infinitely, you know, more murder and violence <laughs> right. involved in all right. these aspects. So, um, so yeah, we've got these, these storylines, they're all converging and they're kind of coming to a head and they're all 50 resolves, all of them. Wow. And yeah. And, <laughs> Good. Um, you know, there's going to be quite a bit of death. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, we, we talk about this all the time, you know, uh, at least I do with people at conventions about how, you know, people are crushed, you know, certain characters are dead and, but then, you know, sometimes they come back and everything. But from what I understand from, you know, talking with Nick is that the, the deaths that happened in 50, I mean, like that is dead is dead. And, you know, these are I mean, they're supposed to be pretty final. So, so fan favorites, uh, you know, uh, I really don't want to give too much of it away. Oh, but, that's fine. Save it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah please. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, you know, in issue 49, I mean, uh, there was a major character introduced or kind of revealed. Mm-hmm. Um, the scientist. And, well, yes. That's all I'm going to say because JD is not caught up. Exactly. I didn't want to spoil <laughs> it. Uh, but we spend a lot of time with that guy in, in number 50. So um, there's, there's two pages in 49 that stick out to me quite a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Beautifully drawn, but they're just four panels on each. And it's like an Indian or an Aztec. And yeah. four guys in suits, and then soldiers dead, and then a guy eating yeah. at a diner. Like, I'm so lost. <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> I get lost. Uh-uh. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know. Did you guys ever see? Um, and this, this will sound like really out of left field, but did you ever get, you guys ever see the, uh, the movie uh, Team America? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So <laughs> anytime those scenes come up, like I'm when I'm drawing them, I'm, I'm like I'm singing the montage song. We're gonna need a montage. <laughs> Because that's what it is. I mean, yeah. it's like a montage, you know. Um, like, I never understand any of the stuff that's in those. Like, Nick will tell me, he's like, we want a, like a Mayan priest, you know. And then, like, the descriptions he puts in there, they're more telling, you know. I mean, sure. than what you guys end up getting because mm-hmm. they're always silent. But um, still, to me, they have 
there's I don't understand what they mean. <laughs> uh, there's uh, there's two more pages of that in fifty all new uh, montage scenes. Uh, actually, I think it's three this time. Let me wow. go. I'm looking at my files right now. Um, yeah, there's three of those. Uh, one page is more of like centered at the school, but then two of them are more like random shots like that, like you know, like weird uh, things throughout history and stuff. So, I mean, at the end of the story, I'm I'm guessing when Nick you know finally wraps this all up, you know, then it'll there'll be more. You'll have more context, and you'll be able to understand what all those shots mean. Um, Did you yeah. guys have like a like I know like it feels like The Walking Dead sometimes doesn't have like an end game like yeah. in sight for its comic like did you guys have like the full story down before you started or did the yeah. pieces kind of just like fall into place as you went along Well I think Nick has always kind of known where the end is on this and you know he's he never has he's never told me and I don't think he told his wife or, or he didn't tell his wife for a long time because I think like for the longest time the only people that knew the end were him and his agent and you know, not the way Nick, yeah, the way Nick is, like, I imagine that he would probably not be too married to an ending or whatever. That he would be really, you know, that would kind of just be penciled in, and he would be open to changing. Mm-hmm. Because we talked about this on the phone you know, years ago, like the how many issues we wanted to do. Because you know, when we came out, it was like, you know, we're going to do a hundred issues. That's that's what we're doing. And the plan is still to do like a hundred issues. It may not be in a row, like a hundred, like we're not going to do 51 and then onward. Mm-hmm. It'll be end at 50 and then the next series for how many issues that goes. As I think what we're doing post or for after with uh, summer vacation is we're going to kind of try the Hellboy model, which is like the oh, okay. series of mini or maxi series, you know? Yeah. And okay. you know, cumulatively it'll be like a hundred issues. That's right. the goal. Yeah. But it, it it went anywhere in the beginning from like 75 issues to 100. And I was talking with Nick and he's like, you know, i got this one element of the story I'm, I'm really interested in. Like I could probably go 125, like 125. <laughs> Look. Like, and at that point, like we've been doing the book for like three or four years. And I was like, please don't. <laughs> Did you just like, feel your hand cramp as soon as he said 125? You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so much drawing. Yeah. So and it's weird. You know, like uh, I know plenty of, you know, guys that – would probably not have stuck, you know, this thing through as long as, you know, I, I mean, I'm not, and I'm not trying to like toot my own horn here, but it's more of like how dedicated I feel to the, the book and to the story and to our readers, you know, like I, I want to see it through and I'm really kind of possessive of it in a way. Like I don't want anyone else to draw it because I mean, it, it probably would have helped us, you know, at several points to at least give me a break and, you know, let a villain artist, you know, come in and do an issue or two or whatever. But I still, I was like, nope. This is I, <laughs> I gotta say, like for you to do that was is great because it's for for whatever reason the continuity feels like it's all one. It doesn't feel disjointed at all when a new artist comes in and does maybe a one off of like Batman or something like that. Like you can yeah. you can feel it that this yeah. is this is different. But with Morning Glories, it's all felt cohesive, even though it's crazy and all over the place. Like <laughs> it's it's all the same writer, the same artist, and yeah. the, the same cover artist, and it's like. Yeah. It just all feels like, like, I mean, thank you for doing all that. Like, all 50 is, is pretty incredible. Like, I'm the same way as far as possessive. Like, JD or one of my other hosts could host this episode, this show without me. Yeah. But I want to be here for all of them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. See, you get it. And it's it's like, in, in a way, it's like it's your baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, you want to see it through and everything. Um, and, you know, for me as a reader, too, like, I, I, I never really liked it when – they were filling artists. It always kind of threw me, you know, completely out of the story, you know. And it's funny, like the 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 gauge that I used for this was my wife when we were in college. 
you know, she had never really read comics before. And, like, um, this was around the time Mark Millar was doing uh, Ultimate X-Men. Okay. Yeah, and so we read those in singles. And as soon as Mark Millar left, you know, I think Bendis did a run, and then I think uh, Brian K. Vaughn did a run. And at that point, like, every new arc had a different artist, and my wife just would get so mad. She's like, I hate this art. Why can't they go back to the original artist? I'm like, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, I wish. I would still love for Jim Lee to be doing Justice League or... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, All right, so uh, issue, you got me so anxious for issue 50 now, knowing all yeah. these, these fan favorites might die, um, especially my favorite. I'm worried now. Uh, favorite I'll give you I'll, I'll, I'll might might give you a hint Hunter Hunter um well, well I'll, I'll go Ooh, make him Wade <laughs> Hunter oh, does not make Hunter him Wade does not okay yeah Hunter uh, is I think probably too important to the overall narrative for Nick to just off him you know <laughs> so, <laughs> I, so, because honestly I feel like you know even though we're 50 issues in we've had you know a lot of spotlight issues i feel like there's still like a lot about hunter we don't know oh i know? agree yeah it seems like his arc is there's still a lot to tell yeah that exactly. is one who can only with the time right that has the time issue yeah yeah exactly okay yeah he only sees 813 that's the only that's time that's it yeah so uh, yeah okay all right um Oh man, I forgot where I was gonna go. <laughs> uh, do you do you have a favorite character? Like, is there one that you like the story mostly, or like that you like to draw? Yeah, you know, it always kind of changes, and especially over the the span of drawing this book, it's it's changed uh, a lot. Um, in the beginning, I was very much uh, a Jade fan, and it was more because I felt like she was the maligned one. Like, you know, everybody kind of gravitated towards. Ike and Hunter and Casey and Zoe, you know, like those were the ones that mm-hmm. everybody wanted sketches of whenever I would do shows, whatever. And I just liked Jay because I love to draw her hair and her like just freaking out. I love like, you know, I, I love drawing facial expressions for one thing. So Jay always had the best ones because she was always the one that was so emotional. Um, you know, then when the truants came along, really got into drawing uh, Arena. She was a lot of fun. Um, you know, and then it just, it would just change, you know, like, you know, uh, it would be like, oh, Miss Hodge is my favorite now. And then, oh, Hunter's my favorite. And <laughs> then it would be like, oh, I hate drawing Ike or no, I love drawing Ike. You know, it's, it just changes. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to think like, I kind of got to a point uh, in the last few issues, you know, or at least overall season two, where I was really kind of burnt on drawing Casey, but like in the last, uh, three or so issues, I really kind of came around on Casey and, you know, which is good because like a lot of the, the issues kind of, you know, center right. on Casey. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm enjoying drawing Casey again. So, um, yeah, it just would always, you know, change. There's never been one that's like been my permanent favorite. I've really liked seeing the evolution of Jade as far as like, cause sorry, JD, but like there's the future Jade. So you get no, you're to, fine. <laughs> you get to see kind of how she evolves a little bit without yeah. without having to wait so long. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. From yeah, where, well, where it's she, funny. It's like, oh, go ahead. I'm I, was sorry. Just, I was just gonna say, yeah, from where she starts at the beginning, like where we find out who she is and what she's done and what she's been through to what yeah. happens now. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and 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 too, like what I think is great about you know the fact that Nick introduced Future Jade is, you know, Future Jade is a little bit more um, refined looking, a little bit more presented, uh, presentable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and it, it just to me, it, it's fun for me to kind of show 
because I know I'm as guilty of this, you know, you dress like an idiot when you're a teenager and you look like an idiot a lot of the times. Like I look back on some of the photos and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? You know? So I love that kind of dichotomy there, especially that I think it was uh, Amendment Issue 10 where like the two of them were, you know, in the same room, you know, and there's a contrast there because they're, I mean, for one, I mean, one's younger, one's older, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's like appearance wise, you know, as a person, you know, you're, you're going to change over the years. And so that was, you know, in, in some respects that's daunting for an artist because, you know, you, you kind of have to like, Oh wow. Like, I mean, it's the same character and I, I want the, you want readers to know it's the same character, but they have to be older and they have to look different. And I mean, you know, I'm not the same person as an adult as I was as a teenager. So, you know, how can I convey that even though I'm, you know, people, you know, would still know me as Joe or whatever, but like, you know, if they met me as a teenager, you know, I wouldn't look exactly the same. So that's, that, that was the the challenge, but it was also the fun of, you know, doing stuff like that. Right. You can't just draw them taller or, you know, you gotta, you gotta really make it appearance wise. Yeah. yeah. Or just put a mustache on the guy. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Some facial hair. We're done. Yeah. Glasses, gray hair. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) All right, JD, it's, it's all you. It's all me. I don't. I'm putting See, you on the spot. Thing is, like, <laughs> I know I've like, I. It's been a while since I've read any of the Morning Glories because like they were so dense. Like well, I need to like dedicate and, like a whole week just just going through them and rereading them. So I give him a lot of crap, but he just graduated college, so he's, oh, he has a lot of time. Yeah. So I've. It's not like I'm like oh I'm just sitting at home like <laughs> chilling out kind of deal, but. I don't know, like, I just, I, like, I'm just really glad that it's a series, and, like, it's one of my favorites, even though I don't get to read it often, because it is so, like, dense, I guess, because it feels like I'm unraveling a story, and a story isn't being told to me, I guess. Yeah, yeah. If you know what that means. Yeah, that's what we want. We don't want to, like, you know, hold your hand while you're reading the story. You know, we want we want you to figure it out yourself, because, I mean, to me, that's that's what the best stories are. I mean, when when it feels like as a reader that you figured it out, you know, that that's, you know, that's to me, that's when a story succeeds. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's why I liked lost because, um, you know, lost got a lot of shit because people were like, you know, they didn't explain anything and, you know, but what they, but that was the genius of it because so much of it was left up to you to interpret. And, you know, yeah, there, there were answers. There were some concrete, you know, conclusions about things, but there was a lot of it too that was left kind of, you know, ambiguous because, you know, it's, it's more fulfilling whether people want to admit it or not. It's more fulfilling if, you know, you can kind of connect the dots and it, and it goes back to like, what I, you know, I love horror movies. That's like one of my favorite genres. Um, and mm-hmm. alien is probably my favorite movie. Um, and that one, the reason I like that one better than aliens is because you barely see the alien and you know what you, you only see glimpses of it and it's scarier when, you know, you're left to your imagination to connect the dots, mm-hmm. you know, so you just, you just made a best friend in JD. Absolutely. Oh, nice. My, my favorite movie ever made is alien. <laughs> oh, cool. Good taste. <laughs> yes. Sigourney is my favorite. Yeah, she's so great, and you know, I'm I'm so I'm so stoked that hopefully they'll make Alien Five with her, and you know, I I just I really want Alien Resurrection wiped off the continuity plate. I'm not, and I'm not a big fan of Alien Three either, but I get why you know, like they tried, but that one still is like I could do without that one too. Um, you know, mm-hmm. how do you feel about Prometheus? I like see, um, and that's another one. I like Prometheus. Um, 
you know, it definitely had some problems. Uh, it needed at least another rewrite from a different writer. Um, <laughs> but um, it had, at least for like, you know, it had some really cool notions, some cool ideas, um, some really dumb dialogue, um, and some dumb rationalizations for some of the characters. But you know, it didn't that didn't kill the movie for me. Just overall, I really enjoyed it, and I'm like, I'm totally like excited for Alien Covenant. And same, same. Yeah, and it's funny too because like Alien is like that's the thing I really geek out on like big time. But I know I'm not suited to draw like an Alien comic. <laughs> Stylistically, it's just not me, you know. I mean, I've done alien commissions. I've done alien commissions at you know conventions and stuff, and they, they, I think they've turned out pretty decently. But um, you know, alien to me, that whole universe is all about like darkness and stuff. And like, I tend to not do a lot of you know dark shadows and stuff in my work. So you know, it's like eh, I'll just be a fan of this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if there was one, I guess one universe that you could create comic books for, like anything, like which one would it be? Like yeah. now, I'm curious. Oh, I got, I got it. You tweeted it out earlier today. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, that, that's, <laughs> that's as a joke. <laughs> I thought it'd be fun. Like whoever would get like um, the rights to do like uh, comics based on like '90s uh, teen movies. They're like, I'm there because like I was just thinking about this the other day because like about like she's all that can't hardly wait and um, mm-hmm. and some of those other ones, uh, the faculty, whatever. You know, I mean, I just love those movies, and like, I, I will still, if they're on TV, you know, they, they don't work, and like, I'll watch them. You know, I just, whatever I can. And I'm like, I don't even know what what the hell kind of comic you could do off of She's All That. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just had a huge crush on Rachel Lee Cook when I was, you know, around that time. So like, I would, yeah, I'd love to draw her <laughs> as, as you should. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, so. those, yeah, those movies are all. That's when I was in high school. So like, can't hardly wait as a as a soft spot for me. And yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where if it, yeah, like you said, it's on TV. I'm watching it. Yeah, they're good. They were fun, and you know, like one of my fondest memories is like my college buddies and I. When American Pie two came out, we went and saw it in the theater, and like one of my friends just got like he just started laughing like so much. It was like the hysterical. You know, breathless in tears, laughing, <laughs> right? And like that got the entire theater going. And I mean, the scene—I forget what it was. It was pretty funny. I mean, there's some funny stuff in that movie, but I don't remember specifically which scene it was. But it wasn't—you know—like everyone I watch it now, it's—it's it's not as funny as it was at the time when my friend lost it and the whole theater lost it, <laughs> right? You know, so, you know that, that that stuff's just like, yeah, it—it's there's that whole nostalgia thing about it. But you know, two of them, I mean, they're really—they're they were they were well-made movies, so. Um, yeah, that's one I would definitely, you know, Aliens is probably, you know, there's something I could do. I mean, I, I liked, uh, the engineers in Prometheus and I'd love to draw them, mm-hmm. you know, they'd be fun to draw. Um, yeah, that, that one, <laughs> I don't know, I, like, you know, like, out of all the things, you pick 90s movies and Aliens. Right? <laughs> yeah, two totally separate things, but you know what, I'll take it. Those are two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like that, that's. You know, the the more kind of serious answer would be like, and I would love to do some stuff at Marvel. Like I'm a big, I grew up reading, you know, New Mutants and the X Men and all that. Um, I know, like, kind of right now they've been kind of deprioritized, you know, due to like studio uh, politics and stuff. Right. I hate the Inhumans just because of that. Yeah, yeah, and so I mean, but like my favorite, you know, X Men, probably my favorite comic character of all time is Nightcrawler. So you know, if I could do like a Nightcrawler story, that would be like the top of my bucket list or whatever. Yes. I got I to gotta ask you because I have a, a point of debate with everybody that's on this show. Okay. Because uh, everyone is such a mm. diehard Wolverine fan. 
Uh-huh. Speaking to no, another no, no. Thing. <laughs> All right, fine. Not everybody, but everybody loves Wolverine. He's the X Men, the X Men's darling, and my favorite character has always been Gambit. Uh huh. I gotta ask you, Wolverine versus Gambit, who's better? Um, for you, it doesn't, you know. Oh, like, like. Well, I mean, I'm, um, I'd probably go with Wolverine, and it's not a knock at oh. Gambit. I, I like Gambit. Yeah. I like Gambit, but like you know, I just whenever I started reading the X Men, I started reading the X Men like uh, when they were in the Australian Outback. Okay, and, and so Wolverine was kind of front and center at yeah, that point, yeah. you know. So I was really like, I thought that was cool. So, but I was there when they introduced Gambit, and I really, really liked the character, and um, I was re- super glad that you know Jim Lee put him on the the new X Men, you know, when he did this spinoff book or whatever, right? Um, right. But it was like after he left, they started to just kind of just I felt like just kill the character. It's just like like all right, I don't give a crap about him and Rogue. I just want him to do cool stuff. Yeah, you know? it's it's been a rough road since Jim Lee left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and you know he's one of those characters I I love drawing and I don't get it's funny because I don't get a lot of requests to draw him. I've, I've done like maybe I think maybe three or four commissions in my entire convention you know time whatever of Gambit. And, you know, it's so weird because people have such a, he's such a divisive character. You know, people either love or hate him. But, I mean, you know, I, I, I always liked him. I, I thought he was cool. I loved the vibe, the mysteriousness to him. Um, I just felt like maybe somewhere there in the, the mid to late 90s, they kind of derailed him a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then I think, too, they kind of, you know, maybe lost the idea of, like, what to do with him, you know, in the 2000s, too. Like, whenever he was, uh, he joined up with Apocalypse. And became like, death, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> right, like, like they had to include somebody. Let's get Gambit. Let's just throw him yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, we can't figure out anything to do with him. We'll just make him dead. And so. now, now he's fighting Deadpool. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know, but which it wasn't uh, a bad book, but it it it's just weird. Yeah, but I mean, he's he'd be on my list. He'd be in my top five of you know you know characters I would love to draw like over at Marvel. So you know, he's he's not a bad character. What? I gotta ask since we were kind of talking about commissions too. What's been the weirdest commission you've been asked for? Oh man! Uh, like, do, really... I, do you get do you get a lot of characters you don't know and you have to maybe look up? Uh, yeah, but you know, it's you know a lot of times. Uh, bef- you know, sometimes conventions will have like you know free Wi Fi and sometimes they won't. Mm-hmm. Won't, but um it'll 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 be nice uh whenever i can you know they give me reference but uh <laughs> like people will give me like really obscure characters that i never heard of because you know I, I was always a marvel person or kid growing up and i didn't really uh follow outside of teen titans i didn't follow the dc stuff at all um so like somebody sent me like uh i guess it was lady blackhawk they wanted me to do a lady blackhawk commission i think it's lady blackhawk i don't know anyway <laughs> she's a dc character and I'd never heard of her, and like, but thankfully at the show, this dude had like he came with he came prepared. He had all kinds of reference and everything, so um, that was good. But like the weirdest one, like man, like I can't think of one recently that was weird. But I do remember one, like when I was kind of, when I was starting out, like a lady wanted me to draw her pet gerbils as Iron Man and Captain America. <laughs> So that was, yeah, that was probably the weirdest. That, that may be like the weirdest that ever. And you know, I was like, okay. And I was at a free comic book day show once, and a dude wanted me to draw his dog while he sat there with his dog. <laughs> I mean, fine, I'll draw your dog, but I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. 
because um, I don't normally draw animals, but <laughs> it's always like it's funny to me now that thinking about it that I'm telling you the ones that I think are weird, and they, they both involve animals. But <laughs> right. um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't had any. You know, I've had some ones that people want, like you know, like kind of tasteless commissions of characters, and I'm like, mm-hmm. eh, I don't know if I'm going to do that. You yeah, know? right. Yeah, because I mean, like, your name attached to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I'll do like um, I've I've done you know, like, uh, nude commissions for people. Not, not where I'm nude, but where they, the <laughs> character is nude. Sure. <laughs> uh, and, uh, like, I don't post those because I don't want to, like, end up on any, like, you know, I don't want to get reported on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not ashamed to do them. Because, like, when I, when I was in, uh, uh, when I took life drawing class, I mean, we drew nude models all the time. And, you know, I mean, it's not like, oh, my God, boobies, you know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, I do understand that, you know, that's not something you, you know, I don't like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and like work on a topless drawing, you know, while my kids are hanging around. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Oh. All right. Uh, can you tell us um, a little about what's, what, what you got going on with Patreon? Oh yeah. With Patreon. Um, yeah. So um, I'm doing a Patreon and uh, it's been going really well. Uh, I, um, you know, I'll, I'll offer like, just whatever kind of random sketches I'm, or pieces that I do during the week. Sometimes the ones like the Teen Titans ones, the ones I do on my lunch break if I get a chance. Um, and I'll do like behind the scenes stuff or, or like stuff that I, I don't normally sh- or I haven't shown. There's, I've gone through my archives and I'm, I've still got some stuff that I need to post that, you know, to me, I just never felt was like ready for prime time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, you know, giving people kind of just like an inside look, you know, at, you know, stuff. But the big draw, uh, no pun intended, to <laughs> the Patreon is like I've got uh, an exclusive, you know, webcomic on it, um, MGA Gossip Girls, you know, which is Morning Glory Academy I mean, Gossip Girls. And, you know, it's uh, it's basically, you know, if you had heard, if you've heard of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, mm-hmm. uh, the kind of the Shakespeare thing where the, 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 these two minor characters from Hamlet and the kind of weird shit that they get up to. Right. Uh, you know, so basically that's exactly what it is, but it's in morning glory. So, uh, cause years ago, whenever I, I think it was issue two, the first appearance of these two girls that I, I would draw in the background and they would always be kind of like whispering to each other and they would just look like snobby, you know, kind of the snobby girls. Yeah. yeah. The girls that you would see in school kind of gossiping and stuff. So I would just, you know, and I would just randomly throughout the years just put them in the background, you know, and uh, I just started to call them the Gossip Girls, and I just loved putting them in there just because it was a fun little Easter egg. So when I was trying to think of something to do for my Patreon, it, like that came to me, and I was talking with uh, Matt Malikoff, who uh, writes the the study hall column for Multiversity and for the book uh, mm-hmm. for Morning Glories. He also writes uh, Morning Glory Babies, the little comic strip we do in there, and we kind of just fleshed it out a little bit. And, um, uh, yeah, so like the, I, I'm doing everything on this. I'm like writing, drawing, I'm not lettering it. Matt is lettering it. Um, <laughs> I did letter the first strip, but I'm not that great of a letterer, so I don't even bother, but yeah, writing, drawing, coloring. Um, but so it, it's fun. Like I haven't actually written any comics like ever. Like I, I, I went to school with the goal or the college with the goal of being like a screenwriter, but didn't end up like pursuing film. So, um, you know, so like I, I get, you know, and I've worked in comics enough. I think, you know, I'm comfortable with the format. So, um, yeah, so basically what it is, is just this strip of these girls, um, uh, a comic strip about them and it runs parallel to morning glory. So it's like right now it's running parallel to issue one. Um, 
it's kind of like, you know, like if the kids are in one room, these girls are in another room, you know, and it's like happening in almost like in real time. So the, the right, the main storyline of issue one is happening in the background of the Gossip Girls number. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So, you know, there it's just like I'm basically just trying to give you more context. And, you know, Nick is being really uh gracious about this. <laughs> you know, I I I try to tell people about this. It's like don't really think of this as like, you know, hard and fast canon. Mm-hmm. It's going to play really loose with that. Um, you know, cause I'm not, you know, the story of morning glories, that's Nick's baby. And he's, you know, he's, he's the one that knows it inside and out. And this to me is just, you know, having some fun uh, sure. because, you know, Nick, Nick writes humor and he does something. I he's, you know, he, he's done it in uh, superior foes and stuff. And, uh, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't really like to put too much of that in our book because you know, that's not the tone he's going for. Mm-hmm. But I love humor. That's like some of my favorite stuff to draw. And like, you know, anything that, you know, is, that, it, that you know, like I love Howard the Duck, the <laughs> right. book, you know, I mean, I love it. It's great. So, um, you know, to do something kind of like that, and I know it's, it's not going to fit in the main narrative. So we're not going to see any like the mystical stuff, the, the killings and all that stuff, you know, in MGA. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be that at all. So it's more, it's it's more like those '90s uh, teen comedies. It's kind of that's where the influence kind of comes in from is from that. So it's uh, it's a lot more goofy, but it's still I still want it to feel like Morning Glories and like the characters. These two girls will interact with um, the other cast members, but not like you know in a overtly you know direct way. There'll be some hints that they've had their hands in things. Um, that have you know that have done that have gone on in the series, but like I'm not going to say you know it's not something that would be like definitively oh like they were the headmaster or something you know sure uh, sure yeah it's it's like I said it's just more about like you know just a fun kind of side story for Morning Glories okay and then so that's Patreon p a t r e o n dot com slash Super Joe S U P A Joe and you guys, yep. you guys can go there and become a, a patron, they call it, and yep. just pledge however you want, want a month. Yep. And you get even a dollar, even a dollar helps. Just like you know, anything. It's just basically, it's like you know, tip your artist. It's like a tip jar is the way I look at it. And it's, so, and it's you get more than just yeah, you get more than just the morning glories. Yeah, uh, MGA Gosper, you get you can get uh, commissions and yeah, access exactly. to the blog. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, commissions, and I do the commissions like at, at, a, at a they're they're really heavily discounted from what I. I charge at conventions. So, um, you know, I've had quite a people, quite a number of people take me up on that, which is great. Um, cause I love doing these things and, um, you know, I know it's sometimes cost prohibitive for people to get a commission from me at a show. So I'm always like, you know, just place to my Patreon. I'll do, I do them at a discount just because, you know, it's, uh, cause with Patreon, I mean like everything gets pooled into, you know, uh, a, a, you know, a, a set amount of money or like a, at the end of the month. So, you know, that's what kind of can allow me to, to, you know, go a little bit cheaper on the commissions. Yeah, that's awesome. That's I'm looking awesome. through right now and I'm trying to pick which one I can do because I totally want to. So uh, <laughs> you got one more coming soon. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys can help support patreon.com slash super Joe for that. Um, I have to also thank you for making a personal dream of mine come true. By drawing me playing Tower Ball in issue 41 of Morning Glories. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. uh, nice. I'm praying still for a second appearance, but if not, that's okay. It's still, yeah, well, it's still a highlight of mine. To... <laughs> it was good. I'm glad. It's it, it, That kind of really just um, surprised me, the response to that. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, Rich Johnston put it on uh, Bleeding Cool that I was looking for cameos and oh. then I'm inundated. 
And I'm still, I think I'm only about halfway through all the requests. And I feel bad because, I mean, this is a, going on two years now that I've had the request. And part of it is, you know, the, just the book has been so delayed that mm-hmm. I haven't gotten all the cameos. But, um, yeah, so, you know, as soon as I know where the story is going, uh, because once you guys read 50, you know, you'd be like, where's it going to go next? Oh, my God. Um, then I can figure out where to put the, uh, the rest of the cameos and how to bring people back and stuff. So Awesome. Yeah, yeah that's that that was just a cool thing that I've never really heard of being done before, and I thought well, that's that's pretty cool. Oh well, thank you. I'm glad yeah. you enjoyed it, and thanks for participating in that. <laughs> uh, absolutely, absolutely. All right, uh, JD, do you have anything else for Joe before we wrap up? I don't think so, Joe. It has been a pleasure talking to you, though, for sure. I uh, if if you're cool with this, I have from last time you talked, and I I ordered a, a print of yours, and uh-huh. you sent two extra uh, copies of Morning Glories that were autographed by you. We, oh, yeah. we gave one away to somebody, and I still have another one that I'm going to give away. Uh, it's okay. a signed copy of 39. And okay. uh, in order to get entered in, you have to take a picture of yourself and your copy of Morning Glories 50. Okay. So that sounds, that sounds good. Just like you did. <laughs> I think you did that with the Flash 50. Yep, I so did. We'll do that with Morning Glories number 50, and we'll just pick a random winner uh, maybe a week after it comes out. And I'll send that to you guys. So at Atomic Geekdom, you can add Super Joe as well. So he's, he can see that you bought the book and you're supporting yes. the book. And then I'll send out that autographed copy of Morning Glories number 39. Awesome. Sounds good. So everybody's going to go out and buy number 50 because it I oh, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> I can't wait. And it's it's so cool to hear that it, it's it's not the end. Yeah. Uh, um that do you have you know not to not to put any pressure, do you have any idea when the 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 summer vacation would start? Well, I think, um, you know, Nick's a bit busy now, so yeah, right. uh, we're taking a little break. Um, I think we're going, I think the goal is to start summer vacation in August, or at least to start drawing it, at least for me to start drawing it. I'm not sure where Nick is story-wise on that, like how much he's got written. Um, so uh, he's got a bit of a, he's got about a month to get me a script. So, <laughs> um yeah, so August, and with the aim of hopefully launching by the end of the year. If not, then early 2017. Awesome. Just some something else to look forward to for 2017, since 2016 has been such a crappy year so far. Right. For, <laughs> so, all right, Joe. Uh, thanks so much for coming back on. Uh, we're gonna of hype course, up. Thank you for having me. We're always open to hyping up Morning Glories as many people as I can get to read it as possible because I need more people to talk about with it. Awesome. So, uh, thanks again so much, and uh, we'll be in touch again soon. All right, guys. Thanks. Take care. All right. You too. All right. That was Joe. Uh, super cool interview. Super cool guy. We love having him on. We're going to have him on in the future. I know for sure to talk about when season three or season one of Summer Vacation wraps up. We're going to get him on here to talk all about that as well. And maybe maybe we'll coerce Nick somehow into getting on the show too. But he's a pretty, pretty busy dude. So Ooh, that would be even fun. Both of them on. To get Joe and Nick on the same show. I don't know. We probably need Marvel's approval to get Nick on the show. <laughs> Uh, but uh, maybe if we promise not to talk about Captain America, we can get Nick Spencer on the show. Yeah, let's only talk about Morning Glories. I'm sure we won't even ask questions about Hail Hydra. No, nope, won't I, even won't even come into our mind. I will ask him questions about uh, Astonishing Ant Man though, because <laughs> I'm enjoying that book so much. Uh, all right, so yes, go out buy Morning Glories number fifty. Go out buy the trades. You won't be sorry. I promise. Pick them up. If you're worried about it, okay, fine. Get one issue on digital, like Comixology or something like that, and then go buy all the trades because you're going to want to finish that story immediately. 
I honestly just buy the first trade. Like, don't even don't even go with single issues. Like, buy the first trade, read it all in one sitting, and then go to Amazon and buy the rest because that's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Or go to your local comic book store because they'll have the trades. That too. Yeah. I personally, I've had I had issue one through like twenty, and then I had to sell my collection a couple years ago. And I've lost all those since then, and now trying to track down all those back issues has been a pain because it's so hard to find the older ones, the earlier issues. I got four and five today. I was pretty stoked about that. Oh, wow. Um, but I really want to get number one again and hopefully track down Joe and get his autograph on it and uh, add that to my cool collection. But, yes, please support Morning Glories. It's a book you won't you won't be disappointed with. I promise you. It's hard to get in. It's hard, hard to follow. It can be. It's a lot, a lot of science-y, a lot of science fiction-y stuff. But you're going to read it, and you're going to want to keep reading it. Because, one, you love the characters so much. Two, you love the artwork so much. And the story is told very well. So, check it out. I hope I'm not overhyping it and ruining it for you. But I think you should check it out. Uh, yeah. So, follow Joe on Twitter. At SupaJoe. S-U-P-A-J-O-E. And Patreon.com. Slash SupaJoe as well. And become a patron he'll draw something for you and you'll get the gossip girls thing exclusive just just for you for being a patron every month so there's that as well jd thank you so much for joining me tonight thank you for inviting me (laughs) absolutely (laughs) all right that's our show this week stay tuned next week which uh at this point i don't know what we're talking about maybe we're talking about spoilers or maybe that was last week no Last, Keep it a secret. Last week was Game of Thrones. Next week is spoilers. Or is it? Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> JD, Jenny's not here, so you get the last word. This week, the last word is... Inconspicuous. <laughs>